I'm Kate Remington. This is Music Respawn, and I'm catching up with Inanzer. It's always so much fun to have a chance to talk with you. And it's great to talk to you, Kate. And again, great honor to be on your show. Oh, well, the very first time we talked, it was about your soundtrack for Fallout 4. And here we are, years later, a lot of soundtracks later, a lot of conversations later, and we're talking about Fallout again and the 25th anniversary of Fallout, which is just so exciting. And I could tell you that um, I was um, with the Fallout brand almost throughout that. Um, I started working on Fallout um, almost since the beginning. I didn't do Fallout 1 and 2, but I did Fallout Tactics, which followed right after that. And it was in 1999. And right after that, I just stayed on board. Wow, yeah, twenty over twenty years. That's just amazing. Over twenty years. Yeah, yes. and as part of the twenty fifth anniversary celebrations, Laced Records is releasing vinyls of your soundtrack for Fallout seventy six, and the expansions. And it's it's really going to be fun to talk about those. Yeah, no, I must say that Fallout seventy six. First, we know that it's a very different game. Bethesda, the first time, really introduced a multiplayer. Um, RPG um, game and um, it's it's just a great discovery what you could do when you're actually working as a team when we're you're working um, with the community inside Fallout and not just being alone all the time. Yeah it's a lot less lonely and the companionship and the the community that you build with a multiplayer game is really special. And especially, you know, when people are spread out all over the world these days, having having a group that you can connect with virtually in, in this amazing world is just really a wonderful experience. Yeah, and Fallout 76, um, since it came out, accumulated many, many, many players in the millions that are playing every day. I, I you know, I was visiting um, Cologne because there was a game um, developers conference there and uh, Devcom, Gamescom, and I met people that this is their go-to game. And it was great to hear people and to talk to people that Fallout 76 is what makes them enjoy and what really makes them tick and they, they are so much in depth with this game and I of course each one of us when we have like a new things coming out especially if it's it's total new have like their own doubts um, you know will it be um, whatever we um, are dreaming that it will be and Fallout uh, 76 definitely had a slower conception because it was so different. But today it became such a mainstream game for so many players and it just makes us happy. Oh, sure. Well, backing up a little bit, what got you hooked on writing the music for Fallout, the Fallout series in the first place? I mean, what was it about the concept of the I know, game? I mean, it's, and it's, it's, if you will hear uh, me talking 20 years ago, I never really changed the tune <laughs> about Fallout. Because I remember in 1999 um, that um, I was first uh, introduced to the Fallout brand. And I told to myself, especially when first the way I approached the score for this game, how can you approach a score to a parallel reality? How could you write music for years that are you know, now pretty much, but in a whole new reality that was driven from 1950s, where we sort of like departed and branched off our known reality. And this just really captivated me. Um, and I think that this started my whole almost infatuation with a Fallout brand. It, it, it's all about really trying to look for what if. The what ifs in Fallout it is so powerful. What if we had a piano, but it was all trashed and um, maybe really contaminated with some nuclear waste? How would it sound? What if 
we really like music, but we don't really have musical instruments to play. How can we do it? What can we play on? What if we take the music from the 50s and really try to put them inside a context that on one hand, it's very bleak and scary and almost claustrophobic. And on the other hand, a hope for a new future for human race. All these what ifs totally engaged me in writing scores that are a, on one hand, almost symphonic, but on the other hand, so um, sound design-ish, ethnic, and more than anything else, using elements that are totally not musical in a musical way. So the combination here is what really turned me on on the whole style. And um, I, I, it just never really ends. And it's always, always there. What's so fascinating about it, too, is that this world that Bethesda has created in Fallout after this great war, it keeps changing. And we go to different areas. And in a way, the the places where the games are set become characters themselves. I mean... And yeah, exactly. To add on top of it, we have Washington, D.C., we have Boston, we have all sort of, you know, places, you know, the Appalachians um, that has their own musical tradition going hundreds of years ago. So how about we'll take these influence and we'll try to embed these styles and um, um, musical attribution to the Fallout universe? What will happen there? And again, here you have another dimension that, again, it's just so interesting for a composer. Yeah, I'll bet. And I, I would love to dive in a bit in, in just a couple minutes and talk about how you used the settings for the different games. But before we do that, your theme for Fallout is now one of the most just recognizable themes 
of any game. I mean, I just hear one chord of that fallout piano and I'm, I'm there, I'm back in the game again. And what, what was the process to create that theme in the first place? Again, I'm going back to Fallout 3. And Fallout 3, you know, we, we tried to create new new theme for it. And the first theme I created for Fallout was so different. And actually, I used a duduk, which is an Armenian um, reed play, uh, in, uh, instrument to carry the melody. And it was quite unique, but what it lacked, it lacked the hook. So we went back there and then came this thing that da, da, da. And there is from a melodical and musical point of view and harmonic point of view, there are so many possibilities to this um, hook. And we could analyze it from here to Kingdom Come, but overall, um, it's about first it's going um, step and a half up, and then another one. Usually, a melody does like a jump and then going back. This is sort of like the regular pattern. You go a jump up and then a little step back and then jump up. You know, you could, you know, da da. Da, 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 you know you know it's like but the fallout theme is a little different because it's breaking this rule by doing da, da, because i could do da, 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 which is the regular no but what i did is da, da, da. and on one hand it gives you sort of like a uplifting and then something else so you could build the first two notes as something that is more dreadful, but then resolve it into a major with more hope.
the whole minor versus major in, in and there's so many elements in fallout that represent duality and duality is i think the main scope and the main philosophical idea behind fallout um it's the fear and the hope so it's the major and the minor and it's also the time that used to be and the time that about to be and it's our reality versus the parallel reality and it's classical instruments versus a non-traditional instruments there's so many components to this duality um and you i just can go on and on and on and on but i always built so in many many cases i compose music that has two um harmonic bass uh versus um only one harmonic bass um and um there are many dualities in rhythmical so it, it, I, I you know i could just again <laughs> uh it's it's interesting <laughs> well it sounds like it's like an, an endless ocean honestly that you can you know scoop up ideas from kind of exactly uh, because the developers have created this incredibly complex world and so from game to game to game, what are some of the things, I think you've touched on them, but what are some of the things that a Fallout soundtrack has to have so that it sounds like a Fallout soundtrack? I think overall the combination between ethnic slash non-traditional instruments, synthetic sounds, and classical orchestral instruments. This is sort of like a must for a Fallout I would say this is what I've established, let's say, in the last 20 years. So it being perceived right now like a fallout soundscape. But the other thing is really always searching for different solutions, different solution harmonically, different solution melodically, and more than anything else, thinking a little bit outside the box when you try to treat a level or a, an atmosphere. Because again, it brings us back to the what if. It brings us back to the parallel reality. People think differently and we need to think like these people, okay? They might live in the 2030s right now, but their tradition started from the 50s when the whole thing changed. So we need to adapt to the way they think and compose music that they will compose according to what, how they grew up. And this is, in a nutshell, fallout music. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I, I really enjoyed your GDC talk from a few years ago about how you used your garden furniture as thinking outside the box, which is really outside the box. Yeah. Or hitting on the box. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really curious about how you got that recorded. I mean, did you take a, a kit just outside in the yard or Yeah, I I am very much low fi low tech kind of a guy and so i just took a zoom player and a zoom re recording um instruments you know the digital zoom uh, recorder and i recorded myself like hitting on the garden chairs and other you know elements and stuff but the interesting thing was not so much what i was playing on but the ambient around it. In many of my samples, you could hear like the hitting on the big pan, but in the background, you will hear birds chirping. It, it, you know, you could hear the wind. You could hear other elements that are not like studio confined. It, it was just there. And right now it became like a whole contact library with these elements um, that you could just hear the hit 
and you know the the birds are chipping and the and the wind and stuff and it's just part of the sound and it's so much i would say uh, it, it really belongs to the fallout universe I love the idea of scavenging and scrounging and coming up with this stuff. And did you have to tune them afterwards to get them to sort of blend with the other instruments that you used? Yes. Some of them, like I had to sort of like embellish a little bit, tune them a little bit. And some of them I just left raw because it was so important for me that the player will hear music that they can, um, connect to so it's a harmonious traditional music but part of it will be these unexpected sounds 
that they're not familiar with. When you take a vase and you bow it, you get a certain sound that if you hear it just like a sound and you don't see it, you don't really know what is it. And that's the beauty of it because it's just an unknown, um, I guess, component. Sure. Well, let's, um, I, I want to spend just a little bit more time talking about Fallout 4 because that one, it really was unnerving for me living near Boston to see it all <laughs> post-apocalyptic. And yeah. so what were some of the, um, I don't know, the elements that you took from the level design or the landscape that you- Well, the first, you know, I would totally pay um, tribute to the Commonwealth and um, you know, so I went back almost to all the old, you know, homeland of England and, um, and used some of the um, instruments from there, Julian pipes, uh, some flutes, but I used them differently. I used them in a rough way. I used them almost in a rural way. So somebody there will take it. But Commonwealth had a lot of influence. Also, the um, sort of like brass chords that are playing uh, are also some kind of a tribute to this more old English style. Um, and I was quite consistent about it uh, versus um, Fallout Vegas, which I was totally more into the Wild West influences. So the place, the people had, um, and traditions had um, huge influence on what, um, you know, uh, the music basically.
I love how you translated all of those ideas for your soundtrack for Fallout 76, which is set in Appalachia. Right. So you take the Commonwealth and then you make it a little wild <laughs> and a little bit more deserted and a little bit more cold and maybe a little more nature-like. Um, and the vast views from the mountains, the greens, um, you could hear the water going um it's so much not urban anymore we are outside in the outskirts of and undiscovered mountains or deserted mountains uh so the whole um approach for the score uh was totally different I, I love the exploration music and there are some really lengthy tracks on the soundtrack uh, it's wandering Appalachia, and it's just it it really got to me because it's like I, what I imagine it would really feel like to just be there and be all alone. And yeah, and obviously also ethnic elements from not only settlers but people that were there before, you know, that came in you know, that that also sort of like infiltrated inside uh my score yeah um, you know um so this is all come to play and uh, it really differentiating itself from the music um that i wrote for, for fallout 4. Well, you worked with a really amazing violinist for Fallout 76 to get a kind of a weird sort of, I don't know, kind of um, stretched or, or warped sound from, from the violin. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, really, Ben has this um, amazing touch that 
you really he he could and it's it's funny because he's also a pilot wow so he sees things from above so he could feel but the way he plays it's not like um folk american style but it's not classical it's something different and the phrasing that you created that it's one hand they're a little detuned um a little um sort of like out there but not in a folky way but more in an ethnic american way um, um almost sometimes i thought that he really tries maybe even to imitate the calls of birds with his violin and i just let him play in many many cases and it's not so much i could give him the music to read but the way he uh, interpret the um the music and made it his own um really contributed greatly to the overall soundscape and signature for fallout from the get-go he starts the main theme yeah yeah it's it's amazing yeah. signature violin you were able to kind of grow the sound of the music just from his playing then? No, I think that part of it was um, a vision that I had regarding, okay, um, let's take, for example, like Fallout 4 had the piano and it was sort of like the signature sound. In Fallout 76, I really wanted to try a different signature. So, the violin that plays in an ethnic American way uh, was great solution to create a new signature for Fallout. Um, and uh, I think that after that, things, things just, you know, they were flowing from that into different 
instruments that played in the same style that he presented. That's really cool. I I heard of, or watched a video where you were explaining how you put the soundtrack together for Fallout 76. And you mentioned that knowing that it was going to be multiplayer and you were playing with friends and everybody you came across was a real person kind of reinforced the idea of collaboration. And so how did that kind of influence the, the music that you wrote? There are two main components. Uh, the first component, the Fallout 76 music, is a lot about camaraderie. So the music had to portray camaraderie, togetherness, the power that flows from us together trying to solve a problem, try to overcome a tragedy, trying to defeat um, a mutual enemy, or just hang out together. So this is so different. Um, the whole state of mind for me, writing the music from for Fallout 76 was about camaraderie. Um, and I really tried to bring it out. So the, the whole score is warmer, it's full of hope, and it's sort of like empowering you when you work together with your peers, friends, allies, and the people that you choose to work with. This is the first thing. The second thing is, okay, but we also need to let them talk. So in many, many cases, the music is a little thinner. It's a little less detailed and more subdued um, and just sort of like uh, describes the atmosphere, but um, in a way that lets you converse let you exchange information. And these elements all had to be taken into consideration because scoring a game for a multiplayer is very, very different, um, has a different angles uh, than store, uh, score um, a single player. Game. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that, but of course, I mean, when I do multiplayer with you know whoever, of course we're talking. And, and so, yeah, exactly. and the music is kind of in the background. And so, so yeah. That's... Right. So you, we had to find a solution on one hand to create music that will be a fallout-ish score. But on the other hand, how can we really create more space for players to converse, to talk? Um, and uh, we had few ways to go about it. And we used a lot of them first to just write things that are a little bit uh, more sparse and um, more ambient. Um, we also wrote what we called incidentals, which mean when you're exploring, the music is not continuous. It starts, it plays for 15 seconds, give you the atmosphere and just going away. And you are there with the sound effects and you're walking and you're doing, and then suddenly, you know, one more 15 seconds interstitial or, or incidental is coming and playing. So this is all part of what we did in order for uh, the player not to turn down the music or shut it out completely, but really that the music could live on inside the game with the players talking between each other's. Well, that's another way that Bethesda, the designers were like really ahead of the curve because recently I've talked with composers whose music is kind of inseparable from the sound design, but it sounds like this was one of the earlier examples of when that was really going on. And you must have had a great relationship with the, the audio director at, Beth at uh, the team. I'm working with Mark Lampert for the last 20 plus years since Fallout 3 and uh, we developed very close relationships. Uh, we are very, very good friends. Um, we understand each other very, very much. We know each other very much. I know his taste. He knows my taste. He know how to push me. I know how to inquire for his opinion. So this collaboration really grew and matured over the years and it enables the soundtrack to 
not only from a musical point of view, but also from an integrational and assimilation point of view inside the game um, to become more and more refined, more and more effective, and more and more unique in many, many ways. And I have to give it to him. He is a huge part of the whole, I, I guess, creational um, process of the music. And I think that without his presence and opinions, the music in Fallout would sound very, very different.
it's great that you've got somebody that you can collaborate with and you're so in in tune with each other because you, you can't write the music in a vacuum and so you know you're really depending on on them and their input and so it it, it just and it's really effective because as you're playing the games you know it, it is really just inseparable so uh. yeah and and you could just give it 100 to him because he's deciding how to play the music where to play the music how much to play the music this is all his decisions um all i do is just writing the music <laughs> well you make it sound so easy <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious about the way you kind of adapted things for the soundtrack for Steel Dawn, because that has a much more kind of military feel to it. Well, again, you know, um, we really started to go into factions. And I tried to stay within the parameters of the Fallout score, but then how can we create uh, a sound that will present a more organized group um, not really army but um, brotherhood of steel for example has their own very strong signature and i actually wrote it way 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 before and we really returned to um you know revisit that but writing music for factions uh, is very, very different than writing music, you know, for just a player or even, you know, an online game. Because right now you're representing a group that has or being driven by the same idea and a group that really um, wants to make a difference, but as a whole, as an entity um, so everything needs to be more organized everything needs to be less wild everything needs to be more instituted but this is but this is the way i uh, approached um this whole writing and that's why it sounds a little bit more militarist or maybe more sort of like i would say more sort of like organized in a um, uh, how can we say it an army way. yeah <laughs>
it's an interesting sort of take or evolution from the original music from Fallout 76. And, and now I can see why, because it's just, uh, it needed something different. Exactly. I mean, we are, I mean, the, the universe of Fallout is the universe of Fallout. And it has a signature and it has all the components that are there already. And we've established them. So the interesting part is like, okay, so how can you take an established element and drive them and use them to create different scenarios, to create different feels or different, even different psychological elements, uh, but using the same elements from the universe. I'm really curious about what sort of artistic challenges working on these soundtracks through your way that you maybe hadn't had to deal with before. Fault is so unique because every story has a story that being derived from an era or a, um, a place or a traditional story or something, but it's all coming from a one place. Fallout always comes from two places. Fallout comes from the history and then what happened, but the history keeps on going with us along with the future and the player knows our reality and he or she are playing with our reality, a different reality. Fallout always coming from two different places. And that's the main difference when I'm writing music for Fallout or writing music for any other game, because you always need to think about two sources that are being are influencing the way you think and the way you create rather than one source. And I think that if you listen to the music of Fallout, this is really the main idea behind it. And this is what really differentiate the whole writing for Fallout um, than writing from different you know, um, projects. Well, in the 20 years that you've been writing music for Fallout, there have been so many advances and tools that you have now that you didn't have then. And I'm wondering if there's anything, if you could go back and talk to yourself 20 years ago about just wait, it's going to get better. You're going to be able to do this instead. It's just, I wouldn't say better. I think it's, uh, it, there are more options. There is your tip of the fingers. Um, things are easier, uh, but the music, the writing music process did not change a bit. It's just the same, same old empty, you know, canvas that you need to start drawing on. And no techniques or advancements or, you know, computers, um, elements, memory, nothing will help you start the first line on this canvas. Nothing. It's you and your imagination. It's you and, and the story you want to tell. Um, and I must say that it never gets easier. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it just seems like magic to me. I mean, that you can create this. No, um, I must say, I, I, I gotta <laughs> tell you that, uh, you know, it's very, very far from magic. Um, it's like everything else. It's first and foremost training. Training, 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 training. You train your, because your brain works in a certain way and you train your brain to being creative by sort of like pick up things that are there and able to say them musically. Um, and again, this is how things happen to all composers it's not so much oh you know i mean inspiration and stuff yeah you know we're being inspired but most of all 
what enable and allows us to do what we're doing first and foremost is training and knowledge well these soundtracks you know they represent a big chunk of your life and i'm really curious about what you're proudest of with them (laughs) (laughs) it's not about pride i think it's more about content and happiness because our life is all i think what drives us the most actually is discontent it's being unsatisfied with what you're doing trying to find ways to do them better and that's what drives you again and again to try again and again and again you're always discontent but on the other hand there is always these points of happiness Um, And the feel of like, all right, I think we got something here that is interesting and intriguing. Every time I'm coming up with something that I think can work and has a little different look or point of view on in music. And throughout the years, it hadn't just hadn't changed. It's always the same thing you go and it all starts from almost a crave to do something that you didn't do before or to do something that will be meaningful enough for people to say okay here's something that is worthwhile for us to listen to and this is what i grapple with every day well you've nailed it this time for sure Oh, I appreciate it very much. I'm trying, and you cannot do it every time. Well, <laughs> but, but it's been so much fun to reconnect with you and talk more about your Fallout soundtracks. And congratulations about being part of the, the big 25th anniversary celebrations. And Enon, I'm sure we'll be talking again at some point, but thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward for the next time, Kate. Always so um, inspiring, great questions. And um, yeah, it, great understanding of our world. So thank you for being there. Thank you too.